Hello, everyone. I'm Chris Rouse, and I would like to welcome you to this podcast. As I've mentioned in past episodes, we are taking a year-long liturgical journey together right now, encountering the Spirit along the way. The liturgical year, or the church calendar as some call it, It's a way of ordering time around and in Christ. Now, the liturgical year began with the Advent season and is continuing on now in the Christmas season that we are still in, which lasts until this coming Wednesday, January the 6th, and the celebration of Epiphany. Now, Epiphany will be our focus today. As we think about long journeys, magi, beginnings, endings, and whether we've even unwrapped what Jesus brought us, we've got a lot to talk about, so we better get started. This is Pneumaturgical. I would like to open up our time today with an epiphany prayer. So let's pray together. Eternal God, Father, Son, Spirit, light our way today as we journey together. May the star from Jacob, the root of David, the bright morning star, the incarnate Word of God, the light of God's very Son, Shine through the lamp of these words of Scripture and lead us as the Magi's star in the way to where truth and life are born again. Amen. So on this uh, week of Epiphany, I would like to share a Scripture reading from the Gospel of Matthew, and then I would like to follow that up with some selected sections of uh, the beautiful poem, The Journey of the Magi by T.S. Eliot. And I'll say uh, a little bit more when we get to that in a minute. But first, let's hear from Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, During the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, He asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly, 
and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. God's word today. Amen. Now, I would also like to offer as part of our our readings today this beautiful poem, The Journey of the Magi from T.S. Eliot. I love the poetry of T.S. Eliot. And The Journey of the Magi has become one of my favorite poems. And I'd like to read the, the first and the last Uh, sections of this uh, poem. It reads, A cold coming we had of it, just the worst time of the year, for a journey and such a long journey. The ways deep and the weather sharp, the very dead of winter. And the camels galled, sore-footed, refractory, Lying down in the melting snow, there were times we regretted. The summer palaces on slopes, the terraces, and the silken girls bringing sherbet. Then the camel men cursing and grumbling and running away and wanting their liquor and women. And the night fires going out and the lack of shelters and the cities hostile and the towns unfriendly and the village is dirty and charging high prices. A hard time we had of it. At the end, we preferred to travel all night, sleeping in snatches, with the voices singing in our ears, saying that this was all folly. All this was a long time ago, I remember, and I would do it again, But set down, this set down, this, were we led all that way for birth or death? There was a birth, certainly. We had evidence and no doubt. I had seen birth and death, but had thought they were different. This birth was hard and bitter agony for us, like death, our death. We returned to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation with an alien people clutching their gods. I should be glad of another death. The liturgical season of Christmas officially ends in Epiphany. 
Now, Epiphany, this is traditionally a celebration of the Magi's arrival to worship the Christ child. Normally, 12 days after Christmas is this celebration which ends the Christmas season. The most iconic portraits of the Magi are usually represented in three wise men. To be honest, there may have been more Magi, we aren't completely sure, but it's the three gifts that seem to interest us the most. The gold, the frankincense, the myrrh, expensive, exotic, lavish kinds of gifts. I mean, who doesn't love something nice and useful for Christmas? And yet, in T.S. Eliot's poem, there is no mention of these gifts. Eliot is more concerned with the journey of these magi and what they find at their end. And in Epiphany, we can also conclude our Christmas journey each year. Or maybe it's Epiphany that really begins our journey. The lines of T.S. Eliot's poem contain between them many beginnings and endings. When reading through Matthew's gospel, we read that, and I believe it's in verse 10 that I uh, may have uh, left out of today's reading, but we read there in Matthew 2.10 that the Magi are joyful, they are exuberant really when they locate the brilliant star in the night that will guide their way. But Eliot turns the perspective of the Magi another way. It doesn't really sound like a joyful trip they are on, but a hard and difficult journey in the dead of winter. There are so many things to be said about T.S. Eliot's poem, and I could say so many things right now because I love Eliot's work and this poem especially. But I want to focus, uh, kind of like I mentioned earlier, on the beginning and the ending of the poem itself, which is why I decided to read uh, the opening and the closing sections, and really the entire poem is is worth a read uh, for sure. The poem it itself, it begins with a long and hard journey, and then it ends with these magi uncertain of what they have found, yet they are uneasy with going back to life as usual. And even in Matthew's gospel, the Magi come with many questions looking for one who is born a king, and they leave as fugitives, warned in a dream, fleeing for their life. Now, we often like to ask one another, what did you get for Christmas? It's really an invitation to share the coolest, most awesome, most expensive and unique gift you received. Or if you are three, like my son, you just recite every single thing you got. Over and over, might I add. 
And the Magi seem to be asking themselves this question at the end of T.S. Eliot's poem. But they aren't sure what it is they've received from Jesus. They can tell you what they brought. It's there in Matthew 2. But what did Christ bring them for Christmas? They found birth, again, the birth of a king. But they also found death. A part of these magi died when they encountered Jesus. And so they're uneasy now. They can't go back to their old lives holding on to old gods. So I want to take Eliot's poem and Matthew's gospel and ask you some questions. What have you brought to Jesus to worship him? And what has Jesus brought you for your journey? Sometimes the gifts we receive are not what we expect. And sometimes we receive gifts that we may not even understand completely. My mother has this unique ability to give really interesting gifts, often gadgets and items that I've, I've never even seen. And I have a place in my office where I keep them because I know eventually there will be some unexpected moment. And suddenly I'll remember that particular gift I have and it becomes the perfect item for that situation. Part of the Spirit's work in our lives is reminding us of what Jesus has told us. I think that means both what we find in, in Scripture and also what we feel Jesus tells us directly in our daily lives. The Spirit reminds us sometimes of gifts like grace, forgiveness, patience, peace, love, self-discipline at the very moments we need them. Sometimes the Spirit may help us to understand what kinds of gifts Jesus has brought us. Maybe we find ourselves receiving love from strangers. Maybe we find patience and grace coming through unexpected situations. Maybe the Spirit helps us unwrap a gift of Christ's peace in a very dark time. And I pray that the Spirit would surprise you with beautiful joy when the journey is cold and long and hard, like the Magi in Eliot's poem. We are only at the beginning of a new journey. And maybe as this new journey is starting, you are finding parts of your life coming to a close. What is it that the Spirit has brought to you this Christmas as you continue following the way of Christ? Let's pray. Eternal God, Father, Son, Spirit, our journeys are long and uncertain. They lead us into places where we can only catch glimpses of you. 
We try, Lord, sometimes begrudgingly to follow you faithfully, finding our way to unexpected outcomes. We have an anticipation of knowing that there is joy in the beauty of light that shines in the way through the darkness, even in times of shadow there can be a brilliant star of promise for us to follow. And yet there is the reality, Jesus, that in joy there is sorrow. We find you in places that don't make sense, barns full of old memories, Egyptian camps that feel like bondage, things we thought we left behind, dusty towns where we settle down. And all the while, we are uneasy since we've met you, Jesus. We can't go back to what life was like, but we're still trying to find our way. So help us to offer what we have to you, Jesus. Even if we don't feel that it's clean or beautiful, and help us, Holy Spirit, to discover and understand what gifts we have in Christ. May these things be so. In the name of the eternal God, Father, Son, and Spirit. Amen. Hey folks, I am truly enjoying this this liturgical journey we're on. And I pray that you are encountering the work of the Spirit in your life and in the world around you. If you get a chance and would like to leave just a comment or a review on this podcast, it would be so helpful to me so I could know uh, what to do differently or make better or maybe what you're really enjoying. And if you would like, uh, visit pneumaturgical.com and you can subscribe to alerts about new episodes and special resources that uh, I can send out from time to time. May the work of the Spirit be present in you, around you, and through you on this journey together. Amen.